What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. No Terrence this week, which is a shame, because I, I did want to hear his thoughts on Spider-Man. And speaking of Spider-Man and Destiny 2 Forsaken, uh, normally we would talk about these things up at the front of the show, uh, but it's a light news week. We have a lot to say about both games, and uh, you guys do too, so we figured we tied it with the question of the week. We'll save that towards the back end of the show. So we will do uh, the few headlines we have and then talk about that later. A uh, bit of housekeeping first before we get into it. Of course, go to youtube.com slash pixels. Click the red subscribe button while you're there and ring the bell icon. That way you never miss an episode uh, when we post this podcast on there every week in video format. Uh, don't forget also to subscribe to the TNP Studios Premium Network. You can do that at densepixels.com slash premium. It's just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year to get access to our premium slate of shows, including the airing of grievances, uh, the men with the golden tongues, uh, no time to bleed. I'm wearing my no time to bleed shirt today. And don't think I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I know that you do. <laughs> and uh, and look the Look Forward Political Podcast, of uh, which I was a guest uh, last week as well. So again, $5 a month, $50 for the entire year, densepixels.com slash premium. And finally, no matter what podcatching app you choose to use, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anything else out there, don't forget to subscribe to this show and all of the other TNP Studio shows, including The Apocalypse and Black on Black Cinema. All right, so new releases. Uh, this week, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the marquee game that's coming out, uh, unfortunately releasing the week after Spider-Man, which is probably not going to do it any favors. I am getting that, apparently, because I uh, apparently I pre-ordered it a long time ago, uh-huh. and Xbox was like, so when you when you pre-order a game on Xbox, they don't charge your card immediately. Right, it's like 10 days before, right? Yeah, which is stupid, but okay. <laughs> and they and they sent me an email the other day saying, "Hey, thanks for that uh, sixty bucks." I mean, the, I'm not. The game is on its way. I'm not surprised. It is you um, who pre-orders so many games that he literally forgets games that he <laughs> that he pre-orders. So, uh, so this is not comes a shock to me. Uh, the standard edition of NBA 2K19 releases this week. NHL 19 releases this week. Uh, v Rally 4 releases this week, as well as Black Clover Quartet Knights. Uh, so if you like the Black Clover anime, then there's a, a new game for you. Uh, digitally, cons- uh, Construction Simulator 2 U.S. Console Edition for the PS4 and Xbox One. We, of course, in the show are huge fans of Construction Simulator 1 U.S. Console Edition. So uh, the sequel is bound to be a fantastic game about simulating construction. Uh, And then a game called Boundless, uh, which Sony is hyping up, they describe it as an epic voxel sandbox MMO. Now, Micah, I do not know what voxel means. I figure that we would Google it on the air and figure it out. Uh, Voxel is a computer design uh, modeling thing. So I'm assuming that has to do with the art style. Well, it looks like Qbert. When I when I uh, when I Google it, the first image I see is of an isometric view of blocks, a la Qbert. Well, I hope it's not a Qbert MMO. Um, yeah, I don't know what the hell this is. Yeah, me neither. So, but that's that's coming out on PS4 uh, this week as well. And then a couple of release date and new game announcements. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go is getting a limited edition Nintendo Switch console. Uh, this is notable because this is the first time that the console itself. 
uh, has been made, put out in limited edition. Of course, Splatoon had the special Joy-Con colors. Uh, so this is a Switch console. Uh, the back has some Pokemon and Eevee silhouettes uh, in on the back. Uh, you also have a picture of uh, Pikachu and Eevee on the dock, and the Joy-Cons are a delightful yellow mustard on the right Joy-Con for Pikachu and Deli mustard on the left for Eevee. This looks so good. <laughs> the, it's, it's the Joy-Con colors that get me. Yeah. Yeah. There are three shades. There are four shades of yellow there. And they're all ugly. Yeah, you also have um you also have the, the like the wrist straps for those Joy-Con controllers. Uh the Pikachu one is brown, of course, and then the Eevee one is like a cream color. Um yeah, this is not attractive at no, all. It's not. It really isn't. But I'm sure it will but. sell like gangbusters. Uh for three ninety nine you can get this console, uh one of the games and the Pokeball plus. So all right. That. Uh, you also are getting Dead or Alive 6 on February 15th, 2019. Uh, and then Tokyo Game Show is this week. Uh, Sony had a few announcements of some new games or updated trailers for games. We're going to blow through them and the mic can tell me what I should care about, if anything. Uh, Judge Eyes, uh, which is called Project, or uh, codename Project Judge. Uh, this is from the same folks that did Yakuza. Uh, it's due out on the 13th of December in Japan, sometime next year in the U.S. Uh, there was a new trailer shown for Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is being remastered for the PS4 and Nintendo Switch coming out next year. Uh, SNK is releasing a new Samurai Showdown game called Samurai Spirits. That should be out next year. There's a new trailer from a company called Psy Games uh, that has a medieval RPG for PS4 called Project Awakening right now. Uh, Square shut off a new trailer for their front mission uh, tie-in survival shooter, which is called Left Alive. That comes out February 28th in Japan. Uh, There's another Square game uh, being led by former folks from the Tale series. Uh, It's being called Project Prelude Rune for now. Uh, A new trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 was shown off uh, featuring Big Hero 6. Uh, Everybody's Golf is getting a VR version. It's coming out in Japan next year. And then there's a Gungrave game called Gungrave Gore. Uh, that's coming out next year in Japan as well. Micah, uh, anything up here gets your attention? Uh, Judge Eyes uh, is the first thing that uh, that got my attention because you know back in in college when when uh, my fellow uh, black geeky brethren were watching subbed versions of anime. Uh, I was watching Asian crime thrillers, and um, that's that was my I'm black, but I wish I was Asian face <laughs> <laughs> and that, that most black nerds go through. And I would watch stuff like Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Old Boy, and I saw the devil. And, and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that stuff. And, and uh, Infernal Affairs, which is what The Departed is based on. All you, all you racist, uh, Bostoners. So when I saw this, it reminded me of that. And this looks good, man. This is, and it's from the Yakuza team and the Yakuza team. They, I mean, they make good games, man. Those, those Yakuza games are very good. Most people think of them as like small open world games, but they're more like action RPGs set in like a highly detailed condensed area. 
it's it's fun, man. This and this game, this game looks like the natural evolution of that. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, I'm not really uh, not really feeling Shadows Die Twice just yet. Especially really? With, uh, well, I mean, you didn't you don't care for like Dark Souls either or anything like that. So. Yeah, uh, no, no, not at all. Um, that's that new Samurai Showdown game. I mean, you're not gonna play Samurai Showdown. Yes, I. No. Yo, <laughs> back in high school, we had a video <laughs> game club, and I would uh, somebody had a Neo Geo. And we thought he was uh, he. We thought he was a millionaire. Well, he would have had to be a millionaire in ni- in, in nineteen, <laughs> not not to date you in nineteen ninety five to have a fucking Neo Geo walking and, around. Uh, and and when uh, I was in the video game club and he bought it and he was like the coolest kid. He was like the coolest guy there. Plus he was he was like a couple years older and stuff like that. And he had his Neo Geo and he had Samurai Showdown. I forget which one, but. Uh, and we would all play, and I would be uh, Nakaruru. Nakaruru was my character. Um, and uh, fuck Galford, because he has a dog named Poppy. So fuck him. <laughs> Who is going to be in this game, apparently. Um, and the rest of them, I mean, you know, is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, I mean, a lot of these are just debut trailers and, and stuff like that, so it's hard to get too excited. Yeah, um, Gungrave is a cool anime, but, uh, you know, I don't know what I don't know what this is. Yeah, TGS is kind of like in in the West at least is kind of fallen off by the wayside for most folks. I think uh, Gamescom has supplanted it as the other show to pay attention to. Yeah, most years. So, man, and really, it's just because Sony is the only like for big first party that has a uh, that has a presence at yeah. this show. So, but yeah, that is uh, that is our release game and new dates, or sorry, release date and new game announcements. Rather, uh, do you want to read these headlines, or would you like me to? continue onward um i can i can set them up and you can knock them down fantastic um thq nordic announced that it has acquired kingdoms of amalur reckoning and its related intellectual property including the never made mmo project code named copernicus that's how you spell copernicus it is how you spell copernicus yes wow Terms of the acquisition were not disclosed. Amalor and its associated IPs were part of the were part of 38 Studios 2013 liquidation after the studio founded by former MLB pitcher Kurt Schilling. Uh, and pro noted, tip noted right wing lunatic as well. Right. And uh, <laughs> pro, pro tip don't invest in a company whose uh, founder is last name is Schilling. <laughs> well, nobody did. That's why uh, that's why they went belly up. Uh, one of the reasons that they went belly up. Micah, we have talked on this show many times over the years about the greatness that is Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, one of the most underrated and, and beloved uh, cult classic games of all time. So you would think that this news was met by me uh, with, with great excitement and fervor, uh, but that is not true, Micah, because I don't trust THQ Nordic. <laughs> uh, to shepherd this series uh, forward, really? Well, I, uh, what have they done? What have they done so far? I thought that uh, aren't they the Darksiders people? Aren't they doing a new Darksiders? They are, but we don't know if that game's going to be good or not. And the the fact that they're releasing it in like the middle of November, like in the most packed release season in recent memory, uh, <laughs> makes me wonder how good that game actually is. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, I. I'm I'm kind of with you. Uh 
you know, I got a confession to make. I, I did play Kingdoms of Amalur. We we talked about it on one of our very early episodes where I said that I made my character look like Terry Crews. And he did. He was a big, bald, black guy with a goatee. He looked just like Terry Crews. But I just could not get into that game. And, you know, we spoke about Darksiders just now. I've played both of those Darksiders games, and I haven't finished either one because I just don't care. Well, and to be fair, like the other, the original two Darksiders games came out under THQ proper. This is, even though they have right. THQ in the name, this is a new company that, right. that has nothing but, to do with that. Um, no, just the, the, the type of games that surround that, those three letters, I just don't really, if it's not a wrestling game from 20 years, <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I don't really care. Well, look, I get it. And, and I'm not uh, not to suggest that Kingdom Zombler Reckoning was a perfect game. It was far from it. But to me, that game was the realization as a, uh, if Diablo was like a fully fleshed out role playing game. That's basically what Kingdom Zombler was because you got lots of loot and the combat was fun and you could do a lot of cool, you know, combos and stuff like that. And so. You know, it was a shame what happened to that studio. Um, and of course, the reckoning itself was developed by Big Huge Games, which is you know was right in our backyard. Um, I remember hanging out. I've said the story before. I remember during the midnight launch, hanging out with some of the developers from that studio because they went to a local uh, GameStop by me to celebrate over there. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I, I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for that game. Um, but I like I said because THQ Nordic has not really done anything to really you know, make me trust them as a development studio or publisher. Uh, I'm a little afraid to see what could come from this, uh, from this IP acquisition. Now, the one thing that they do well and that I'd love to see is an HD remaster of reckoning. However, apparently in order, they, they talked about this today. And it's not in this article that we're looking at here uh, in order for them to publish a remaster, they're going to have to get permission from EA as well, who of course was the publisher uh, on Kingdoms of War Reckoning when that came out way back in 2012. So that might be, I, I don't think they would have bothered picking up the license if they couldn't have published the original or republished the original game. Um, so I have to imagine that either talks are ongoing or, you know, they have a, the, the outline of an agreement with EA to do this. I'm sure, you know, some money going EA's way will be all that they need in order to do something like this. Um, and, and I would love an HD remake of this game. This is a game I'd love to revisit, um, and love to see with maybe a nice coat of polish on top of it, uh, graphically. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm worried about a new one. Um, so I will not allow myself to be excited unless Darksiders three is like a nine out of 10 and then maybe I'll get more excited. Yeah. And I doubt that. I highly, highly doubt that. Um, because you can pre you it was available for pre-order like two months ago, which means they they kind of need your money. They want your money. Um, yeah, okay. Darksiders three releases at the end of November. That's not good either. Um, next up, Henry Cavill is going to star star as Geralt of Rivia in uh, the Netflix live action witcher series um uh, uh, all right it's not my uh it's it's this isn't who i would necessarily think of no because when i think of henry cavill i think of superman and i think of mission impossible fallout where he's like kind of a jack dude and Geralt's not really 
like a jack dude, is he? Geralt, Geralt is ripped. He's not, he's not like huge, but he's like no fat. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. My problem with Henry Cavill is he's kind of, you know, like a block of wood. Like, he's not, <laughs> like Geralt, Geralt has a certain sense of humor and a certain charm that I, I haven't seen uh, Henry Cavill pull off yet. And I've seen him in, I've seen him in enough. I've seen him in that uh, Immortals movie. That was the first thing I saw him in. And um, his stints as Superman. You know, where he's just like, if I see you, if they shine your light in the sky, don't go to it. Like, Superman? Is, is that you? Like, <laughs> you, you, you issue an idle threat, Superman? Like, what the, like so. Apparently, but, Henry Cavill's a huge fan of the games, according to him. Uh, look, I, I, don't, I don't want a nerd check. You know what <laughs> I mean? I, I, I really don't. Um, maybe he is a big fan of the Witcher series. Uh, I don't believe him. <laughs> I, just, I don't believe him. You don't have time to play video games. You gotta, you gotta that's, be jacked. That's not necessarily true. Nah, he ain't got time. For no, he is, gotta, he is of our generation. Be, he, he is, he is my age. Is he not? I think, yeah, I think he's like 35. Right. So, yeah, but look, nah, nah, he's too busy, uh, getting jacked in the gym and trolling high schools for dates. <laughs> That's all Henry Cavill is, is busy doing. Look, he might be a fan. Uh, you know, I remember he came out before this announcement. He came out and said that he would like to play Geralt. So, look, if he's a fan, um, great. I hope he's not so close to it that, you know, he. I, th- I hope he's close enough that he would do it right, but not so close like Edward Norton where he's just like, I want creative control. Like, nah, nah. Leave that to the professionals. You just, you just say what they say what they want you to say. I am excited for this series on Netflix, though, as a whole. So, I wonder if if watching this will be uh, a spur spur me to finally try the game out for the first time. I this doesn't seem like your type of game. Interesting. How dare you? Checking uh, my checking my bona fides as an RPG gamer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Henry Cavill is uh, Geralt, so we'll see. Xbox One insiders get Alexa and Cortana support. Microsoft is finally bringing full blown Xbox One voice assistant support to Amazon Echo devices and Cortana speakers. In 2013, the original Xbox was was bundled with a with a futuristic voice assistant connect camera, uh, which allowed you to control your television via the remote's IR blaster while incorporating voice navigation across the entire OS. Uh, the, the bungled bungling inflated the console's retail price, however, leading Microsoft to eventually drop the connect from the package and later from development altogether. The most frustrating thing about the death of the connect was the loss of voice commands, for those who upgraded to an unsupported Xbox One S or Xbox One S, they weren't fast enough to snatch the snap up the now discontinued Connect USB adapter. But we are getting some of that functionality back starting today. So you can once again have the option to talk to your Xbox and choose not to do it. <laughs> Like you did it for a while, like Xbox on. Oh, that's cool, right? 
but it's you know it, it got old quick oh i'm sure there's I, the reason they're doing this i'm sure is because there's a contingent of people out there who oh i'm sure the most I'm disappointed not. that they don't have the connect anymore just because they can't do the voice commands it's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who are are uh who want what they don't need and this is just i just don't i don't understand it like are you going to do it for I don't know. I don't know. Well, so here, here's here. So here's what's annoying. So if you're using Cortana, apparently it's a much better integration because, of course, Cortana is a Microsoft product. Like right. they they even talk about in the article here how you can say Cortana start Rocket League and it'll take your console from a powered off state, boot it up, log you in Xbox Live and start Rocket League in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. But apparently, if you want to use any of the Alexa commands, you'll have to preface it with the uh, phrase Alexa, tell Xbox to blank whenever you oh. want to do that. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little wordy, a little cumbersome, a little cumbersome. And I, you know, I, I heard people say, you know, I can, I can walk in the door, uh, from work and tell my Xbox to turn on and it'll be ready for me by the time I sit down. Do you look, I love video games. But do you need to have your Xbox? Like, you can't wait the 35 seconds it takes for it to boot up and then the, the 10 seconds it takes for you to start a game? Like, not even because it's uh, like if your system's in standby, it should only take about 15 seconds, if that, to, right. to power on all the way. Like, if you're coming from a dead, dead stop, yeah, it's going to take like a solid minute. Right. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's, it's gimmicks, man. It's gimmicks. It's you have gi- fun. You have fun talking to your Xbox. I'll have fun Spider Man talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all that shit. Oh, uh, it's never gonna get old. <laughs> it's never gonna get old. There's a video somebody posted in the group today. Some guy screaming at his Xbox. Hey, what the I fuck know. am I gonna play on this? <laughs> I saw that man. That shit was funny. <laughs> I look forward to the next generation where I can shit on PlayStation. You, and you will, because like I said, this stuff is always cyclical. It always always yeah. comes around. Always yeah. comes around. <laughs> it's just it's just jokes, fanboys and fangirls out there. Don't be uh don't be beholden to a manufacturer. So look, just play games. I mean, you know, we just shit on the ability to talk to your Xbox as kind of a gimmick, but we all know you really want to. So what are you gonna do? You're just gonna fucking you know, pick up your controller and press the Xbox button like a chump to turn on your console? No. You're going to go out and you're going to go buy an Amazon Echo today. And you're going to do it by going to densepixels.com slash Amazon because you will pay the same low Amazon Echo price for your sweet new voice assistant. Uh, but we get a small percentage of the sale and help support the podcast, help keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, so again, densepixels.com slash Amazon so that you too can buy a smart speaker so that you can talk to your Xbox finally again without having to buy an overpriced adapter to use your ancient connect that you don't have anymore because <laughs> Microsoft stopped giving a shit about it. <laughs> and you can buy connect from densefixes.com slash Amazon, but you shouldn't want to. You can buy a connect from me because I still have mine <laughs> because I haven't unhooked it because it's just too much of a pain in the ass to go back there and unhook it and all that stuff. So look, Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out this year. A lot of folks are looking forward to that. Of course, Black Ops 4 is going to be a big deal. Battlefield 5, all this other stuff. But for my money, the biggest release week of 2018 happened this past week because not only 
Did Destiny 2, the Forsaken expansion, come out, which came with a whole slew of improvements for the game. Uh, but Spider-Man also came out. One of the, if you look at our group, probably the most anticipated release uh, of the year, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, with Marvel Spider-Man. So uh, Micah and myself have been spending quite a bit of time uh, with one or both of these games. Uh, what would you like to talk about first, Micah? Um, have you played Spider-Man at all? No, because I haven't gotten my code yet, unfortunately. So All right, I'm so we can talk about Spider-Man and uh, get that over with, and then we can talk about Destiny. Okay, because um, qu I have questions about Spider-Man for you as well when you're done when you're done uh, raving about it. Maybe my questions will be answered by the time you get done. So uh, this game is amazing. No pun intended, but it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's spectacular. It's, uh, it's uh, sensational. It's a uh, web of, it's blue, it's uh, noir, it's, uh, it, it's, it's everything. Uh, it's, it is um, the closest you will ever get to a perfect Spider-Man game. Um, it's not perfect. It is a world game, and that comes with open world glitches. You know, after swinging uh, really quickly every once in a while, um, I'll hit the ground, but I'll still be in my mid-air pose because the game hasn't registered that my character has hit the ground yet. Oh, it's not even that. I I apparently watched a video uh, on Polygon where they were talking about the web slinging in the game, mm -hmm. and apparently the game is structured in a way so that you kind of float over the ground briefly when you uh when you when if you don't do another web in time to give you time to to hook up the next web while you're swinging yeah. around the city yeah so that's not an accident that's actually a design oh okay uh, so that's purpose. part of the that's part of so i'm breaking the game yeah <laughs> um the it's fun to to play like the combat is really fun to play especially because it's so it, you know people compare it to arkham and that's fine. I get it. The, the, the base is there, right, for Arkham. Um, but it's much faster. Um, Spider-Man cannot take a hit. Like, he is, he is incredibly fragile. Um, and that's kind of the point, right? Like, Spider-Man is not like Batman walking around in his big-ass, you know, tank suit. He is very agile, so you will be hitting that dodge button a, a lot. But if you can pull off uh, high-end combos. Like, it's just so fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to, it's fun to play. And then you bring, and that's just the base combat, right? Then you have all the gadgets that are thrown in. And the gadgets are, the gadgets are fun, man. Like, there's, there's one where it's like a web bomb where you hook it on someone and then it blows up and it blasts everyone else around you so that they are either tied up or if you upgrade it enough, the force of the blast will throw them up against a wall and they'll be stuck and incapacitated. There are trip mines that are very fun. You can just set them up. You can throw them on a person. And then the trip mine, if another person's standing there, they will run into each other and they're incapacitated. Like, it's, it, it's fun. They have drones that kind of assist you in combat. Like, it's fun. So then there's that layer. So you got the base combat and you got the gadgets. And then each suit has a different suit power that you can charge up 
in order to in order to unleash right one of them one of my favorites is electric punches i can i can punch people and electrocute them and then the electricity will, will shoot out to other uh enemies there's one where you can blur enemies vision so you can just walk right up to them and they won't see you there's uh, a stealth one there's there's uh one that makes you invulnerable there's one that makes you only bulletproof so there are three layers to this combat and when done correctly it's like watching a a, a beautifully choreographed fight uh, i know they mo they got a gymnast to mocap all of spider-man's actions uh and it looks great right like it it's wonderful so combat is really fun and there are a lot of opportunities for it the swinging Look, is easy. Before oh, before you move past combat, it, so from what I've seen and and I've watched some videos that Terrence has put up and just general videos online, it seems a lot more forgiving than the combat in Batman was. Like like Terrence was doing like a combat challenge, and it seems like in Spider Man, like the combo meter, you can correct me if I'm wrong, keeps going until you get hit. Basically, right? You don't have to necessarily co- continue chaining moves together like you did in Batman. You as long as you don't take damage. It, it'll can, continue going. It is forgiving, but it's not super forgiving. Like if you if you go maybe three or four seconds without hitting someone, mm-hmm. then your combo meter resets. Okay, like, even if they don't hit you. Yeah, Batman. If you dropped if you dropped like a like a three frames of animation, they, they right. would reset. You, so. <laughs> right. It was it was like it was like uh, it was like injustice or Mortal Kombat or something. Right. Shit. Like if you if you drop that combo, that's it. But it seems, but it seems the combat in Spider-Man seems much more fluid than it does uh, in Batman. Because Batman, like the while while the the chaining was cool, um, it did seem very herky jerky because it was very much like the game registering the inputs, pretty much. You know what I yeah. mean? In in Batman, if you are punching someone and you are facing you know one direction, and someone who is I don't know a car length behind you is about to attack and you hit the counter button, Batman will immediately jerk over and do a, a, a long jump uh, to the other person. And it just doesn't like what? Like, right. It, seems, it, it just feel seems, right. feels odd, but it, but for everything I've seen with Spider-Man so far, it seems uh, much more cohesive, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, it is taken that tried and true formula and it is improved upon it. Leaps and bounds, man. I, I, the combat is really fun. Like, I love getting into fights. Um, the swinging is easy. So everybody lauds Spider-Man 2 for the best swinging system. And it is, uh, it's really good, man. Like, it's a simulating system. It's, it's, so in Spider-Man 2, you would have your left and right shoulder buttons. The L1 button will be to fire a web with your left hand. And the L2 button would be to swing with that, to get momentum to swing with it. And then you would alternate between L1, L2, R1, R2, like that. And it left you, it's, that's like manual transmission. (laughs) And this is is like automatic. Right. Whereas this one's automatic, right? Like you still have to know how to drive a car, but it's easier. You hold down the L, you hold down the R2 button and you will start swinging. If you continue to hold down the button, um, no matter where you are on your vertical plane, if there is a building there, you will automatically web to it. You can choose to continuously tap the R2, the R2 button if you want. Um, and then they have 
the X button, which is the jump button. And the jump button is used to break out of swings and to uh to to break out of swings and to to like kind of uh use a pummel horse type effect on certain objects. And then they have L2 and R and R2, which is like a, a, a zip to point. Like this game is it sounds complicated because you use every single button on the controller, except for maybe the left and right on the D-pad, every other button you use. And it sounds complicated, but once you, once you get with it, swinging is, you'll be swinging like a pro. And then they have challenges where you can, where you can test out how well you can swing. Um, so swinging is great. Fan service, I mean, this story, so the story starts off with Spider-Man uh, apprehending the kingpin. Uh, and you're like, oh, that's great. You apprehended the kingpin. But the problem when you apprehend the kingpin of crime is that other criminals now want to move in, you know, to take that spot. And that's where Mr. Negative comes in. And he's moving in on Fisk's territory. And the story kind of goes on from there. Um, it's really good. I really am enjoying it. Um, characterization is spot on. Um, you play as multiple characters, not just Spider-Man. Um, those other characters tend to, um, be stealth based and they're kind of rudimentary, you know, but, but you can be found out by walking on glass or knocking over boxes. Um, but you know, it's something just to, to break up the pace of the game. Um, characterization again, spot on Peter's Peter has a job. Uh, his boss is, um, his boss has an arc and it is incredibly well done and paced very well throughout the game. Um, I just, I love everything about it, man. Like it, it's, 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 it's my game of the year, man. I don't care what <laughs> else comes out. It's my game of the year. I, I, I absolutely love it. I'm having a hard time putting it down. It's an easy platinum too. Mm-hmm. If you care about platinums, it's an easy platinum. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I've heard is that for an open world game, it's actually quite um, shows a lot of restraint in terms of like the collectibles and and side quests and stuff like that. Uh, kind of does and kind of doesn't. Um, th- there are instead of like finding collectibles, they they just kind of tweak them a bit, like. Black Cat has a thing where you have to find a bunch of her cats, but it's only like 12 of them. But then somebody else has something where you have to find it, and it's 12 of them. And then somebody else has something that you have to find, and it's 12 of them. And then there's like landmarks that you have to go find and take a picture of, and there's 11 of them. So the collectibles are there, but they're not all, here's 100 kilos of, you know, 101 kilo bags of cocaine scattered throughout the world that you have to go find. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, and they're not, they're not pains in the ass to find either. So it's a, it's a, it's a nice game. It's a, it's a, it's a fun game. It's, it's something that you can just kind of throw on and just play. And, um, it's what single player games are, should be like they're, they're for me anyway, I'm getting old. Right. And it's, it's fun, man. I, I absolutely love it. So here, so my question is this: So the reviews obviously have been overwhelmingly positive for this game, and everyone's really excited about it. But my only fear is that I am not a Spider-Man 
fan. Like, I don't know too much about the universe outside of what the movies has has put out there and maybe the cartoon show, which I don't remember half of from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, from everyone that I've listened to that's been overwhelmingly positive about this game, it seems like a lot of the enjoyment comes from the fact that it's easily the best Spider-Man game that exists and the amount of fan service and like I, I so I almost feel like that's part of the equation that I wonder if you don't have that is it still going to feel as 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 monumental I guess I don't know I mean if you're a Spider-Man fan I mean you you already have it right right if you just are a, a passing fan but you know enough about Spider-Man like you know his origin because they don't tell you that but and this is in this story, things are different. Like, yeah, I've heard it takes place like eight years after he became Spider Man, basically. Right, but it, but even then, things are things are different, right? Like, I know that Mary that Mary Jane was uh, an, an actress, but you may not know that. It doesn't matter. She's not an actress in this, right? I know something about one of the characters that is different from the comic than what plays out in this story. But that doesn't matter because you don't care. It doesn't affect your, the story proper. It's just something that it's just something that, um, is there, you know, for this story. What I'm saying is this is their own story. Mm -hmm. Like one, there's one character that you can see coming a mile away, but it's, I can see it coming a mile away. If you, if this is your very first Spider-Man story, you're not, you'll get a different appreciation for it. So I, but the thing with you, you don't like open world games. Not typically. Um, yeah, not typically like it, like it follows the trappings of, you know, open world games. Well, I shouldn't say that I don't like, so the thing that I don't like about open world games is open world games that, feel like they have a lack of direction in them. Like I feel like the Grand Theft Auto games have a lack of direction in how the narrative is presented and how things are laid out for you because they know that there's so much to do in that world that Mm -hmm. they don't have to, like they can just kind of make it threadbare and because they know you're going to run into a million distractions in between, you know, point a and point B on the other side of the city. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't mind open world games. Like for example, one of my favorite PS3 era games was the original and the second Infamous games, both of which are very much open-world games and have all the trappings of an open-world game, but I still... Infamous 1, I 100%ed, for Christ's sake. I, I would, if I'd played it through a second time, I would have gotten a Platinum Trophy. The only thing I was missing was the you know, playthrough on hard difficulty with the opposite morality. Mm-hmm. So, it, so it depends on the game. But uh, the reason I liked Infamous is because it had this very interwoven narrative and everything that you did in the game pretty much felt like it was contributing towards that. And I really enjoyed the story of the game as well. I think you would enjoy the story. Um, it is, the story is focused. If you want to mainline the story, you can, but the game gives you, uh, the game prompts you. Spider-Man will say, Oh, well maybe I should, look around the city just to see while this person is doing X, maybe I should look around the city to see if I can, you know, be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And that's the game prompting you that, Hey, you might want to do some of these optional things because every optional thing that you do, you get an associated token with it 
And those tokens are used to upgrade abilities. So it's not just busy work. Like it's busy work. It's, it's the grind. But I think the grind is uh, uh, of a, uh, enough variety that you can do enough to get through the main story. You might not get all the suits that you want or whatever or, you know, but the, the grind. But if you want to upgrade and you'll need to upgrade things, you can do some of the other stuff. Well, I think Infamous did the same thing as well. Like that was the other reason I didn't mind doing side missions in that game is because grinding at XP to unlock more powerful upgrades was kind of essential to the progress in that game. So, I mean, I'm going to give it a shot. It's impossible to have a game with this much buzz around it without at least trying it. Right. Um, So when that comes in, I will let you know, I'm probably going to do an unboxing for the pro as well. Cause why the hell not? Yeah. Why not? Cause that thing is going to be pretty cool looking now that I have a decent camera to do it on. So, uh, so let's let's go into what I've been playing. What you also played, Micah, and that is uh, Destiny Two Forsaken, the new Destiny expansion uh, that has done a whole lot more besides just expand the campaign uh, and and other stuff of the Destiny universe. Uh, Mike, you said you did not play this as much. Of course, you um, you've been playing Spider Man pretty much nonstop since that released, as expected. Uh, but you did play Forsaken for a couple of days, so you said you wanted to go first uh, before yeah. I start spilling so- my guts. Uh, on Thursday, I uh, I went to work. I stayed there for an hour, and uh, I told myself, I said, "Self, I think you got a fever. The only prescription is more destiny." So I so I, I altered my voice and <laughs> started coughing and called my coworker and told him, "Hey, man, look, I don't know what I got, but I'm not really feeling well right now. I think I'm gonna go home." And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, get out of here, man. You sound terrible. Like, I don't want you to get me sick. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm sorry, bro. I just, you know, I can't make it. So uh, and then I went home and I immediately turned that voice off and said, all right, time to play some Destiny. So I uh, I broke out the Titan and uh, my I, I was a little upset because I was like, wait a minute. I was 360. Why am I 355? Yeah, all your purple mods didn't give you boost anymore. Sorry. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. So, but then I remembered that, and I was like, all right. So I spent all of Thursday uh, just grinding because the way I play Destiny uh, when a new campaign is out, I try to get, uh, I do enough of the campaign to get me to some of the new stuff, which is what I did. I played the first couple of missions, um, and um, I played some Gambit and and Crucible, and I, I unlocked uh, my my big hammer, my 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 big my big old flame hammer, my uh, my Triple H hammer, and um, and then I just I, I I had fun just playing the game, just playing Crucible and playing Gambit. That I decided, all right, I'm gonna grind to 50 and get my light level to 500, and I'm at 5498. Okay, I, I'm so we'll say, I'm not too much far ahead of you because 500 is the soft cap, obviously. So that's where the grind really starts. I think I'm at 504 right now, if I'm not mistaken. So, so once I, I'm probably going to get back into Destiny uh, this week, probably tomorrow, since the you know uh, the Tuesday reset, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to unlock my second uh, my second Titan sub. Oh, it's gonna be a while for that, buddy. Just to let you know. It's not every week. It's not no, every week. no, 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 no. 
Is are you serious? Like I have to go to the Dreaming City to get that thing that drops? You, it's it's a it's a random drop that comes from the tier two blinding well uh, event. Son of a bitch! Yeah, man. it's gonna be. I thought, get, I get, thought get, this was a. I thought no. this was a, a weekly thing. No, get to know your hammer titan well, my friend. You're gonna be Fuck, you're gonna be with I it for got, a little while. <laughs> I would have got the defender one, man. I can at least get a little more utility out of it. Nah, it's but. gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be on that subclass for a little bit. Oh balls, man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I kind of want to start playing it then. Um, but yeah, I I enjoy it. Uh, I have to get used to the uh, some of the some of the uh, some of the changes with uh, the weapons don't particularly affect me much. Uh, I'm an auto rifle guy because I can't shoot for shit, <laughs> so I just get my auto rifle and um, and I was a little disappointed. To have to put the scathe lock back, you know, and I, I killed a lot of people with that thing, man. Like I, I uh, I've I, got a, I I've got a pro tip for you, but we'll we'll get to that later. Remind me that I have a pro tip. Ah, excellent. Um, I I saw how much it costs to infuse things, and I'm like, wow, what the fuck is this? Then I then I found out that the the infusion like trick that you can do, where you can infuse the same thing just at a higher level for a much, much, much cheaper cost. I think, I think it only costs glimmer. It doesn't cost it, resources. That is correct. So I've been trying to do that. And, um, and uh, I'm trying to get my last crucible piece. Cause I got a, I got some quest that it's like, Oh, Hey, play a bunch of, uh, play a bunch of uh, crucible games with all crucible armor. And I'm missing the, the Titan butt flap. So, I'm uh, weirdly I'm also missing the hunter cloak out of the crucible set. I'm trying to get that done as well. Yeah, they're doing that on purpose. Is what they're doing. Yeah. Um how, what is your what is your hunter my the Titan crucible thing looks weird. Like it's got gigantic spikes on the shoulders <laughs> and it looks like the helmet is pulled back and it's got spikes in the back so it looks like he has like a corn road helmet. So the hunter, the hunter one looks normal, but the problem is I haven't seen the cloak yet. And with hunter armor, it's all in the cloak. cloak, It's all about the cloak. If the cloak, if the cloak's wrong, then it fucks the whole outfit up, basically. (laughs) But I, I do enjoy it. Uh, I'm gonna get into the campaign because I'm actually interested. Like, I want to, I want to figure out. I want to get to the end of this particular story because it feels intimate and personal, and and. And I want to hear my Titan speak because it's just kind of, I forgot that they aren't mutes and that they can speak. Well, to be, I mean? to be fair, you've already heard that everything your Titan has to say in the campaign. Oh, they don't, they don't talk. No, about? it's just, just Damn. that one, just that one line. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I've, I've, I've probably put in, uh, I don't know, 20 hours so far into Forsaken. Damn. Um, Beating the campaign guide to the Dreaming City. And by the way, um, I'm Destiny's story is not the main event for Destiny. Um, I'm gonna probably touch on some spoilers in the campaign. So if you're trying to go in completely blind, um, you might want to earmark this and then come back and finish it up later. Um I, I don't know, I'm not gonna talk about specific story beats per se, but I'm gonna talk about stuff that happens during the campaign. So I was not around when Taken King came out, and but I've always heard how remarkable that expansion was in terms of not only that between that and destiny 2.0 just how much it took the game and sanded off all the rough edges and made it a joy to play and added a ton of content and and everyone loved it 
And everything that I've heard from the Destiny influencers out there is that this is the Taken King on steroids, basically. Like, so, like so it's people are already calling it like the best Destiny expansion of all time, just with what it's added, and it's added a lot. Um, I'm struggling to think of a major gripe that people had for this game uh, when it first released and you know, the first couple months it came out that Bungie hasn't addressed in this expansion. Um, mostly stuff to do. You need stuff to do in this game. That's cool. Go check out the collections and triumph areas mm. because there's so much stuff to keep you busy if, and stuff to chase that it's, and you can customize that around your experience. Like if you want to, you know, good, Matt, get every triumph. Good luck with that. Uh, but, but it's, it's possible <laughs> if you just want to go after like, Hey, I want to get all the crucible triumphs. I want to get all the gambit triumphs. I want to get all the Lord. They have lore triumphs. There's fucking lore back in the game again. Uh, essentially the, the equivalent of Grimmar cards. Those are all in there. Uh, collections. Uh, Micah, I had no idea how much I needed the destination armor sets until there was a line <laughs> of armor, uh, with some grayed out boxes in it, uh, that I need to fill in. And, and I, and I, and I worried, I worried about you playing this expansion also as well, because of like, Oh my God, Mike yeah. is going to like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to be well, <laughs> I'm not going to be well at all. Um, and so that and so that's that part's really awesome. Uh, as far as the story goes, this is from a mechanics standpoint, uh, definitely the best Destiny campaign that I can think of. Um, it is still relatively short. Uh, there's only five main missions in this campaign, but that's broken up uh, with some adventures. And I like how they did this. So basically, once you once you infiltrate the hideout of the barons who the barons and prince aldrin and the big bads and this one who killed kate six and you're on a quest for revenge uh once you've infiltrated their hideout and, and drove them out into the world uh a bunch of adventures pop up on your map and those each adventure is a quest to kill one of the barons basically oh. and these fights while not on the level of like a metal gear solid boss fight for example has the same kind of vibe where you have to approach each fight with a unique strategy because each of the barons fights you in a very unique manner. Like for example, Michael, like during, during the, the mission against the rider, it's literally you in like a Mad Max style arena, like on a pike that you have to fight her on basically <laughs> killing a bunch of stuff. And that's kind of like what that is. And, and the hangman, for example, his, he's the big dude with the swinging like flame thing yeah. that takes place inside a small, fucking arena that you have to like be on the move constantly and 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 avoid him and do all that kind of stuff so the boss fights were actually really fun in this oh, one good. and and the story is good um the ending or well what you think is the ending is a little unsatisfying but that's because the story is not over um just an fyi for all these that the story will actually end with the raid apparently like like the raids actually part a uh, core part of the of the forsaken story for this one, like like the end of the campaign is the end of Act Two, essentially. Um, they have a whole end game area, the Dreaming City, uh, with that's a full destination, a small one, but a full destination with specifically end game activities. Um, I've not gotten a chance to try the blind well yet, but I've heard it's fun. Uh, very similar to Escalation Protocol, though, from what I from what I understand in terms of how it is. But yeah, man, like this one, it's just so much fun, and I've just been having a blast. Because there's so much shit to do. Um, bringing bounties back was a fantastic idea and much better 
than the challenge system that they use for, you know, for most of Destiny 2. Uh, it actually, you know, gives you stuff to chase every day, changes how you play. Um, you know, gives you reason to go back to the tower all the time because you got to hit those up as you go. We talked about Gambit last week. Um, that's just continued to be a fucking good time. And the Drifter is a really interesting character that you learn more about as you play Gambit because you get little lore drops um, that go along because he's very mysterious. Um, they've given you tons of ways to get gear. Not only do you have like your normal milestones, like play Crucible, play Gambit, play Strikes, you know, this, that, or the other, but like Ikora now every week will give you powerful gear just for doing anyone's bounties, basically. Um, that's a new thing. Uh, once you get to the Dreaming City, there's specific bounties you can do there that Petrovenge will give you that can get you powerful gear. Um, there's just a lot of shit to do. Um, there's new, there's tons of world quests as well. Um, you just talked about the crucible, you know, win a crucible match with full crucible armor. There's one like that for strikes. There's one like that for gambit. Um, you get quests randomly just by dismantling weapons. Like you get scrapper quests Yeah, yeah. that that pop up, which is, (laughs) which is fucking funny. Um, and yeah, there's just a shitload of stuff to do. I'm working through two weapon quests right now. Um, Holiday gave me one, and uh, Shax, I'm working on the Redrick's Broadsword uh, weapon quest, which is going to be an all-season-long uh, quest line. Uh, hopefully, we can do it, but uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but I but I'm on the way. Basically, I I I wanted to do nothing uh, but play this game so far. Um, so you talked about your super. I got the Solar Super for Hunters. And let me tell you something right now. There is not a better super, in my estimation, the entire game than that Blade Barrage, which is the there's there's a video I'm gonna upload later because I captured it, Micah. I I jumped in the air during one of those cabal uh excavation events mm-hmm. and supered the Tempest, and it's like the most badass thing that you've ever seen in your entire life. Because I basically <laughs> leap in the air, throw a million blades at the ship and watch it explode as I'm jumping through. It makes you feel like a fucking badass. When you're going through, listen, I, I defy anyone to not use that super and feel like you like you're a fucking action badass when you're when you're doing that thing. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. It's great. I, I'm so happy that I went with that one uh, before the other ones. Also, a great crucible super as well. So you turn a corner and it's one v two, and you, the, the the opponents think they got an easy kill on their hands. You got you got you got, you got an easy double on your hands. Is it's about to happen there? Um. But yeah, man, like I said, it's it's only been a week, so time will tell as as it usually does with Destiny expansions. But this does seem like the the real McCoy. Um, I also did the Warden, Mike. Mike, when you get a chance, do the Warden of Nothing strike as soon as possible. It's a lot of fun. Um, okay. And and by the way, that's they they added that as well. Now you can do whatever strike you want. You don't have to just go with the playlist. If you want to do a specific strike, uh, you can now select them from the destination maps, like you could in Destiny One. So. Yeah, no more, no more getting uh, fucking uh, Mercury, you know, the Mercury strikes yeah, over right. and over again, which are right. three times in a row. Right, which are no fun. But there's even a reason to do those again, too, because like I said, you have the triumphs because now there's wanted enemies uh, within strikes, within lost sectors, within within Gambit, within, <laughs> within all this stuff. Like yeah, there's a reason to go like, back and do these things. I got a I got a message from the thing is like such and such is getting away and I'm playing a strike and I'm like, what? It was one of the old strikes. It was the one where you have to fight that those throw. It's like Saverin song or something mm-hmm. like that. And we're like, oh yeah, this guy's getting away. I'm like, 
huh? Like, I don't remember that. And I've played a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, like I said, every strike now, there's a wanted enemy that you can, public events have wanted enemies now that you can, that you can run across that you get, like I said, triumph points for, for killing. There's just so much shit to do. Like the, the biggest complaint that the game had was that there wasn't enough shit to do. Well, guess what? Now there's so much shit to do. It'll make your head fucking spin. <laughs> so if you're a Laps Destiny 2 player, uh, if you were curious about the game, but weren't sure if you want to check it out, please check this out. It's like, if you can't have fun playing this version of Destiny 2, then you just ain't going to like Destiny. Yeah, That's the bottom line. Um, I do a couple pro tips for you, Micah, uh, that will help you in your, in, oh, in the infusion system too. Like a lot, of, like I noticed you said that, oh, you suck, so you have to leave Skate Lock behind. I actually don't mind the fact that infusion is harder because it forces you to make a hard choice now when you decide yeah. what to bring up. Like, you can't just yeah. infuse willy-nilly. Like, you have to... And it forces you to use some of the new weapons. Dude, you know me. I hate fucking sidearms, and I hate uh, nade launchers. But that's all I've been using is this the, the Crucible sidearm and one of the nade launchers that you get on the Tangled Shore is all I've been using uh, in those two <laughs> slots lately. Because they're really good. Bows are awesome. Bows are fun, man. Fucking bows are... When do you get bows? Um, You haven't got one campaign? yet? No. You do get one during the campaign. Maybe you haven't done the mission yet that you get one at. But you get one, like relatively towards the beginning of the campaign. All right. That's but, probably like I met Spider. I met I met Spider. Oh, but you haven't done the you haven't done the hideout infiltration mission yet? No. Okay. He gave me two things and I haven't done either one of those yet. I, I think you get it at the end wanna, of that. I kinda wanna play it now. I might have to might have to jump on Destiny when we get done. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um there's a lot of grind. So again, if you if you are one to like the grind, that's great. Um, there's a lot there's a lot to do. It's just been fun. It's just been it's just been a joy to play. Um, and yeah, it's been it's been good. So so a couple of pro tips for you, Micah, uh, that I've discovered as I've gone throughout the game so far. Uh, you will find yourself glimmer maxed a lot in this game. Yeah. Uh, when you when you do find yourself glimmer maxed, uh, go visit the spider and buy a ton of planetary materials that he's selling for glimmer. Oh, because that'll son. be a good way to a get some planetary materials without having to farm and get rid of that excess glimmer that you don't need because you don't have Banshee to to give away uh, blue mods anymore right. for cheap. So yeah, if when I'm glimmer maxed, I go visit the spider. Um, clan XP for those of you in a clan, uh, including Dense Pixels Guardians, you can't just do shit and get clan points anymore. You actually have to go do clan bounties. So you have to go get them from Soraya, and then you can complete them, and they reset daily. So, Ugh, all right. But that's also how you do her milestone every week as well. So, just but just, don't you have to? You have to do things with your clan mates in order to get those. There, there are some bounties you can do solo, and then there's some bounties that you have to do with members of your clan in order to all get right. them. So, well, then every time I see you pop on, then I'm just gonna have to put Spider Man down. Th- there you go. Knock this shit well, out. and and just so you know, you're gonna have to visit that side of the tower anyway because the Gambit uh, vendor is over there as well. Yeah, yeah. and then. I- uh, Micah, for you, sir, uh, if you want, and this is a pro tip for all you out there, if you want to get some of your favorite year one weapons, but you don't want to pay the expensive infusion cost to get them up to a power level that you can use them in PVE in a reasonable fashion, well, you, my friend, once you've hit 500, mosey on over to your collections tab and just pull them out of your collections because they'll come out 20 levels, 20 power levels lower than you currently are, uh, but the cost to pull them out of your collection is far cheaper than the infusion cost would be. To infuse them up. Now, when you pull them out of your collection, do you get 
random rolls on them? No, none of none of none of the year one weapons um have random rolls unless they've unless there's a year two version of that weapon, but the year one version doesn't give you random rolls. Okay. So the the year one uses the set rolls that they had uh for year one. Oh, that's another random rolls have been a delight. We're <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have like I have like three plays of the game. And I don't want to get rid of any of them. Right. Like I like when I when I turned in a bunch of tokens to Shaxx, like I got like six better devils. Like I had to actually sit there and be like, all right, which right. which two do I want to keep? Like which perks do I like the right. best? I had, to so. be, I had like I, for some reason I get Titan arms all the time. And I'm like, wow, I like all three of these Titan arms. I don't know, <laughs> uh, uh, these crucible arms. I don't know which to, you know, so I'll just keep. Them. Oh, and, and another tip for you, Micah, uh, I did this as well. Go back through your vault and any of your year one weapons that are low power, uh, just, just break them down, dismantle them. Because not only will you get a bunch of legendary shards, because again, it's cheaper to, to re, re-roll them out of your collection than it is to, to infuse it. Uh, but also if they had mods on them, you'll get mod components as well. For, ah, for that excellent. Well, so. That was something I wanted to ask you about. Um, about, uh, oh, I can just go ahead and delete all the... Um, all the old mods, right? Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, you can they, just break they them because they don't do anything. No, they they've been depreciated anyway. So okay, all yeah, right. You can, you, can you get, get anything for them? Uh, purple ones will give you mod components, and the blue ones still have a chance to drop mod components, though it's very low. You get glimmer as well. Okay. All right. um, well, I gotta. I'm gonna start buying stuff then, so I can actually make use of this glimmer that I'm getting. Yeah, like I said, man, Spy, oh, Spider, man. like his uh, his rates and what he sells changes every day so like anything that he's selling for either like two twenty five hundred glimmer or one legendary shard i usually just load up on it and that way i have a, now i have a bunch of planetary materials so that, if, that when i do decide to start infusing stuff actually the, the biggest barrier to infusion is not planetary materials it's masterwork cores because right now there's not a lot of ways to get them yeah so that's 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 the only tricky thing with infusion because master especially if you want to level up your exotics Man, you better better save some masterwork cores because uh, because they are quite quite costly. But yeah, man, all my all my exotics, I pulled a duplicate copy out of my collections, and then I just infused my old exotic. Or in well, actually, I didn't, didn't even need to infuse it because exotics don't have random rolls anyway. So yeah, yeah, I just I just pulled a new version and dismantled the the uh, the original one. Do you have any new exotics? I've not gotten any new exotics yet, actually, which is uh, which is kind of wild to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't um I haven't had a chance to to get any new exotics. I I uh I'm curious about uh a few of them. I've watched some reviews. Um they the the important thing is most of them seem fun. Um apparently there's a Titan mask that's straight broken in Crucible. Is it right that now. one is it that one that kind of looks like a skull? Yeah, the one it's called the yeah. one-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> the one-eyed yeah, mask. Man, like I that. saw that. I was like, "Yo, when am I getting this?" Oh, you you would love it, especially for a crucible guy like you. That you know, you 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 say you are of limited skill. It'll give you a leg up. Basically. Yeah, that's that's why I want it. Yeah, because <laughs> I suck. Did you see? Did you see what it does? Yeah. What what is it? Uh... So if you get if you get shot by somebody, um, it marks them on your map, so you can track them throughout the entire map. And then if you kill them, uh, you re- you immediately regen all your health and get an overshield that you can run around with. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. I was like, because it's 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 the 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 one that I see in all the promo art for the Titan. Right? Yeah, like he has that mask on, and I'm like, what is this mask? And I looked it up, and I was like, yo, I really got to get this thing, man. So, yeah, 
damn, I can't, damn, you got me wanting to play Destiny right hey. now. And I'll tell you too, like if you go to Shaxx and you get the Anonymous Autumn, uh, use that shit because that uh, fucking gun is a lot of fun. Excellent. Uh, we're not the only one talking about Spider-Man and Destiny 2. We asked you guys, if you had a chance to play them, uh, give us your brief impressions on one or both games. Uh, Malcolm says he'll be checking out Destiny 2 Forsaken this week. Uh, apparently he was at Red Bull Conquest uh, playing Tekken, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Tekken and I think Street Fighter. Okay. So uh, so he's not got a chance to play yet. Uh, Cam says this is the Spider-Man that I've always wanted. It's not perfect, but it's damn close. He loves the photo mode. Uh, he likens the combat to Arkham. And the side mission stuff is just varied enough that it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, Anthony says Forsaken 2 is good and enjoyable, but the way he is as a Spider-Man fan, it's going to be a minute before he gets back to it. He says the classic costume is the best costume. Uh, I'm more of a stealth costume guy myself, but hey, I'm not uh, I'm not complaining with most of those costumes. Uh, Amir agrees with you. He says the best Spider-Man game that he's ever played. The graphics are amazing, and just webbing across the city actually makes you feel like Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, Dustin says they're not Halo. Um, no, it is not. Neither of those games are. Uh, Stuart says Spider-Man impressions. Stop fucking up and play this, Jay. Hashtag, what the fuck is your problem, man? Yeah, I don't know what his problem is, man. I sold him a PS4 and um, told him, hey, like this is your opportunity. Like, But he just refuses because he hates Spider-Man, apparently. Uh, Eric says he's barely scratched the surface with Forsaken because he took a break from Destiny 2, so you have a lot, excuse me, he has a lot of grinding to do. Um, and he also says that uh, that Spider-Man is the superhero game he's always wanted. Nothing beats getting the drop on some thugs. Uh, Eric, don't worry, because once you really start getting into the campaign, uh, they will throw power level yeah. at you. Like, seriously, like, I was 355. A couple hours, I was four, uh, 498. Like, it's, you know... It, it's nothing. Even Especially outside of the campaign, too. Like, if you're just right. doing Crucible. You do Crucible, shit. <laughs> yeah. you do Crucible and win? <laughs> get out of here, man. <laughs> all you got to do is just keep switching stuff out? Nah, it's all good. Yeah, it's very, very easy to, to get to 500. Now, it's, once you get to 500, that's a different story altogether. Uh, Mark says, my busy work schedule and schooling doesn't allow a lot of time to sit down and play video games, but he had to pick up Spider-Man ASAP. Uh, three hours flew by without notice the first time he popped this unbelievably fun game in. He might also have to play hooky from work as well. <laughs> um, I will come back and read, read Terrence left detailed impressions. I'll, I'll circle back and read those at the end. Um, Carl says he's never played either of the Destiny games, but just picked it up with PlayStation Plus. So no impressions to give, just a blanket desire for people to play with uh, and for people to carry me. Carl uh, go search out Dense Pixels Guardians. Uh, search that clan out, and then you will have, be at no shortage of people that you can uh, harass and yeah, play with. Yeah, I hope you. Uh, it'll make me feel useful. And Carl, yeah. also, like when you if you do get uh, if you do get Forsaken, uh, just use the level thirty boost, and it helps you bypass the uh, the first campaigns basically uh, for the game. Yep. Uh, Roderick says Spider Man came for the web swinging and stayed for Spider Man kicking folks off of roofs. Basically. Yeah, Spider Man. I mean, he pretty much murders people, and the game dependent on. So there are enemies on roofs, and whenever you have an enemy encounter, there are optional objectives that you can do. And if you do them, you get more crime tokens. More crime tokens allows you to craft things faster. Some of the randomly generated uh, optional objectives are 
web swing enemies off of roofs. So Spider-Man's a murderer, guys. <laughs> I mean, Batman is too, technically, so it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's probably fine. Uh, <laughs> Dimitri says there is so much destiny. There really is so much destiny. Yeah, man. I Look, I'd have warned. I mean... I don't know. He's not going to play Spider-Man. He bought a PS4 to play Spider-Man, and I think he bought Spider-Man. He's not going to play it. He's going to play Destiny because there's a whole shit ton. Like, the way his mind is set up, like, he's a very focused individual. So he's going to want to get 600 on his Titan before he does anything else. And then he's going to see something. He's going to see all those triumphs, and he's going to want to do all of them. So... He ain't playing Spider-Man. So look, I don't care how focused Beatrice is, ain't no one getting to 600 for at least <laughs> at least like four or five months in this game. I'm Damn, well, that bad. Well, because there's only so much shit you can do to get powerful gear. Yeah. So unless you're getting unless the RNG gods are blessing you and dropping exotics all over you left and right, it's yeah, there's only so much you can do to get up there. So maybe when the raid comes out, people will be able to grind a little bit faster, but We'll see. Uh, Carrie says she's been playing Yakuza 0. Sorry, fam. Uh, good. Randy says, Spider-Man, a mix of all the good stuff in Batman, Far Cry, and Assassin's Creed with some Marvel magic. Far Cry? Mike, you're going to have to help me um, understand that. Uh, kind of like there's, there's uh, so in Far Cry, you know, the bases that you, that you infiltrate. Oh, they have a similar mechanic there. Yeah, they have a similar mechanic okay. where you go into an area and then you, it's, it's like a predator room. In Batman. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Johnny posted a short 15-second video of somebody jumping off a very tall building and as Spider-Man and rolling and not stopping rolling when he hits the water. Apparently, Spider-Man is Jesus Christ. If this <laughs> well, video is any indication. Fuck? Yeah. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so let's circle back around to Terrence. Um, I, I will read his verbatim. Uh, since I ain't finna be on this week, let me give you my impressions of Spider-Man. No, Th- no, no. Since I ain't finna be on this week, <laughs> let me give you my impressions. You know, for somebody that hates the South, he sure speaks in a very Southern drawl. Finna, <laughs> finna, and lemme, lemme. Like, nah, bro. You from New York. So <laughs> he says, it is the best Spider-Man game ever made, hands down. It's not hard. It doesn't seem like a hard bar to clear. Uh, the web swing is easily the most enjoyable it's ever been, not because of the controls, but also because of the animation on display. The fluidity of movement when you're swinging, it's you are, Terrence, uh, not your, swinging through the city can oftentimes put you into a zen-like state. The com- southern heritage coming up. <laughs> <laughs> the combat, which I am a stickler for, it took me a minute to get used to, even though it's essentially the Arkham system. Once I got the hang of it, I would put it above those games simply because of how Spider-Man moves from person to person. Ah, is an astute observation on my part? Uh, the implementation on his gadgets mid-fight and the ability to use a majority of the environment to incapacitate your enemies is just the bee's knees. I'm reading that verbatim again from there. Again, again he is a southern dandy. <laughs> I haven't completed the game yet, but so far there have been some surprises that I didn't expect, and the story is pretty damn engaging. It does fall into the samey category when it comes to side missions, but at least they try different things with the puzzles and such. Overall, the game is fucking dope. P.S. Anthony, the best costume is the black cat joint. Cam agrees with you, by the way. Um, I mean, it's all right. I enjoy it, but it's not my favorite. It's, it's, it's all black with a red spider on it. 
that's that's it. Looks cool. Not my favorite. And that is our question week responses. So again, guys, thank you very much for listening, uh, for responding in there as well. And that is our show for this week. So again, uh, densepixels.com slash fans is the Facebook group where you can uh, chat with us and, and all of our listeners every day. It's always an amazing time. Uh, read a five, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We read it on the air if you do. Subscribe to the show no matter what podcatching app you listen to. Uh, we are also on Twitch TV. There's a main Dense Pixels channel, which will rebroadcast all of our gameplay. Uh, but if you want to follow us individually, I am Dense Pixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. Micah is Dense Black Nerd. And Carrie is Suppets Carrie. So, again, that is it for us this week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you all the next time. See you.